In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Get ready. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on Toganet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of the Motherhood Company, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Hawley, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Tracy Costin, Danny Kiernan, Susan Haid, Lisa Dietrich, Susan Fladdock-Wilson, and our weekly correspondent, Doris Rivas brecky Together, these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. Happy Valentine's Day. I bet you're all sticky, full of sugar like I am. I got my scarf and my dress all sticky today by going to the classroom. Oh, Chrissy did. I'm, I'm a loser mother. <laughs> Stayed home. I have my little guy at home, so... We cleaned all day. Did you? Did you? Yes. I took a picture of your cute daughter and sent it to you. I know. Thank you. And Robin, how are you doing out in New Hampshire? We're spanning Just the country fine. with got our Valentine's Day. Got walk-in today. Got my walk-in. We, I mean, there's no snow on the ground. I did a little raking. So, yippee. That's unheard of for February 14th. I know in Buffalo we're just starting to get some snow, and we were at frost last night. It was really cold last night out here in California, like 31 degrees. But uh, I'm waiting for my big Valentine's Day snow. I don't want to see the snow. (laughs) I said that to Stephen this morning. I said, I think California's had a worse winter than New Hampshire has. Well, we've been dry, but it's been cold. It was really cold last night, and I want the snow. I'm going to – snow looks really good in fairy lights, I'll tell you. You can put your fairy lights I in I know, there. but I'd like some hot, hot, dry weather. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> so, okay. So, everybody got a good Valentine's Day story. Um, I'm going to go over to Christy first. Oh, well, I'll just say <laughs> a little quick thing that happened last night. Valentine's Day sort of snuck up on me. I know it's the same day every year, but just saying, I thought I was buying Valentine's in January for the boys, and then I wanted to take Hannah with me to get hers. Anyways, we ended up getting them yesterday. Um, So I'm getting her in the car ready to go, and my husband is whispering something in her ear. And I'm like, okay, what is is he telling her? So we get to Target, get there, and she's like, "Uh, Mom, can we check out the cards? I'm like, sure. So I'm looking at the cards, and I find one for my husband. And I said, are you picking out a card for mom from dad? No. She goes, she goes, uh, and she starts laughing. She goes, I'm not supposed to tell you, but yes. I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. I'm not going to buy my own freaking Valentine's Day card. I go, well, did daddy give you any money? She goes, no. So not only did he send her to the store to pick out, 
my Valentine card, and I was I'm supposed to help her pick out my own damn Valentine card, and I had to pay for it. Wow. I know. Wow. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad as married couples go. No, I'm like okay. So I said she was like all like, don't tell dad. I'm like, well, I'm like, he's going to have to just write me a love letter or something because I'm not buying one. Okay. So, so did, what did you get today, then? Uh, well, you know, he, he did a funny video on Facebook. It's very funny. Way better than a Hallmark card. So oh, good. I was happy. He's working today. So. Was it one of the jib-jab ones? Oh, my gosh. I love jib-jab. It's funny. It's funny. It's just like a stripper one. But it's funny. It's like, oh. not like, not like, not like no nudity. Oh, you have to look at my Facebook. Okay, so go to Christy Holly's Facebook and look up her video from there. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Oh, well, that's actually, you know, that turned out to be a good one. I have a funny one. You want to know my worst Valentine's Day ever? Oh, yes. My worst Valentine's Day ever was walking into my friend's house and seeing the same jewelry box that my ex-husband got for me. Exact same one, even with the inscribed heart on top. And then I said, well, hey, where'd you get that? She turned bright red, and that was the girl he was having the affair with. Oh. So I'm like, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> the same thing you got me, your girlfriend. <laughs> like, what a loser. Can't even pick out a different gift. I know. I, mean, I was like, what are you going to bulk of rate? all of that. Yeah. So I always think that's, you know, even though it's kind of weird and twisted, it's really funny because you just go, wow, you have a wife, you're having an affair, and you get us the same gift. I'll take two of those. <laughs> two of those. Right, I need two prenuptial agreements, two diamond rings, two divorce decrees. What? <laughs> dummy. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, um, oh, so, um, but yeah, I've got some good news about a great Valentine's Day story. Uh, Sergeant, First Sergeant Hoffman and Janet Hoffman are celebrating their eighth anniversary today of the finalization of their adoption of Nicholas, which happened on Valentine's Day. Aww. And Janet said she will never get another Valentine's gift as wonderful as the finalization of their adoption papers for their son, Nicholas. Oh, that's special. Wow. That's Our love yeah. to them, out to the Hoffmans. That's awesome. Isn't that fun? So now what are you guys going to do in your house tonight, Robin? We're not doing much because my kids celebrated Valentine's Day last night and they're tonight with their dad. So um, yeah, I don't got we, much going on. We, kind of, we, we still have the romance, you know. But you know what I have to say? It's not just on Valentine's Day. I think that we, because we always write little notes to each other. and We're always texting each other. So that's kind of what we do. We, so we kind of have Valentine's Day all year round. Wow. Now, how long have you guys been married? 35 years. Oh, in fact, well, as Christy, I said, that giving you her fairy lights run I know. Running. I was thinking <laughs> I said that on the air. I love it. I love it. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, over the years, Robin, what's the best Valentine's Day gift? Can you remember what Stephen has given you? Oh, my goodness. Our very first one, he gave me a beautiful watch, and that was sort of, that was really pretty special because it was just out of the clear blue because I didn't expect anything on on Valentine's Day. You know, birthdays and all is one thing. I think um, some of the more special ones are those times when we've just had time together. We're talking, we're talking about special Valentine's Days, and he's giving me a thumbs up. You know, it, i got to say, it's not just a, 
it's not just Valentine's Day because, like I say, we're always texting each other all the time and sending each other notes. And I put little notes in his lunch when I send and if he has to take a lunch to work. And that's that's what's kind of fun for us. See, and I think that's so important because, like, you know, all these marketing companies want us to believe that there's one time a year, you know, like Christmas is the only time you can, you know, give gifts or birthday or, you know, Valentine's Day is the only time, you know, we can really say, oh, I love you, you know, and you're right, it should be all year round. Yeah, and we do. We're we're always like writing little notes to each other. It's a, so it's nice to have the cards. And every once in a while, he'll he'll buy me some dark chocolate or whatever. But it, it's not that. It's the it's the um, it's the affirmations. And we've always had coffee together in the morning. Every every morning for thirty five years, we've we've had coffee together wherever our lives are taking us for the rest of the day. At least we started out together. Aww, I know. It's like you don't write me love notes. You don't have coffee with me. I mean, we have tea sometimes in the afternoon on Skype. That's right. You see, well, you don't want to have coffee with me at our time, you know. Oh, God, no. (laughs) That would be like three in the morning here. You'd be like, oh, my God, Stan, that's what you look like in the middle of the night. Shut up, Robin. Shut up. Yeah, so that's that's part of what makes makes romance fun, I think. So. See, and I like too the the Valentine's Day that we get from the kids. You know, just all sticky oh, yeah. with glue and glitter, and they're just so much fun, and they're so proud of their creation. They are. They're supposed to be bringing home something today. <gasps> they are. That's what Hannah said, said, and Ooh. I got a gift from Parker yesterday. Oh, like open it, open it first thing this morning. Aw. <laughs> so cute. Well, and Hannah gave me some chocolate. She says, Miss Sandra, I want to give you this for Valentine's Day. And she didn't say, because I don't like it anyway. <laughs> no, I don't like this. I don't like this, so you can have it. Aw, good. Yeah. Well, Max was How funny far. last night. He had a Valentine for Grandpa, a Valentine for me, and a Valentine for, for Zachy. And he was so proud. And he said, he's like, Mom, here's your Valentine. And then he's like, let me read it out loud. He's like, happy Valentine's Day, Mom. And then he goes over to Zachy. He's like, Zachy, let me read you. Look what I wrote. Happy Valentine's Day, Zach. Love, Max. And then he was like, goes right to Grandpa, and he, you know, without even missing a beat. Happy Valentine's Day, Grandpa. Love, Max. <laughs> you would think he wrote the Magna Carta, but it was great. <laughs> oh. oh, well, I just I think, think it's so special. fun that we get to spend Valentine's Day uh, 2012 together on the air with such good friends and um, just to have some laughs and enjoy each other because that's really rare these days with everybody running in 10 different directions. Christy, I don't think I've seen you for two weeks. I know. I was just thinking that I was absent last week. You were absent. You were AWOL. I was AWOL. <laughs> we were thinking of you, though. We were thinking of you. Thank you. Yeah, Robin did a bang-up fill-in job. She's not fairy lights, but i got to tell you, with the coffee every day for 35 years. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you got some run for your money there, girlfriend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to put some good uh, birthday or Valentine's Day wishes out there for all of our children. That would be Emily and Ross, Nick, Hannah, and Parker, along with Max and Zach. Uh, so we want to wish them all a very, very happy Valentine's Day, along with our family and friends that have passed on, as well as the ones that are still here in our lives. 
My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Christy Holly and Doris Arivas Brecky, who got shafted in her Motherhood Minute, but that's okay because she and Lisa Dietrich are going to lead us through the next three segments talking about love is a verb. We're talking about love today because it is Valentine's Day. For those of you that missed uh, the earlier part of this show, along with our other great shows, check them out on iTunes <laughs> under Motherhood Talk Radio. You can also go to our host show, TogiNet. When we come back from the break, we're going to welcome Doris Rebus Brecky and Lisa Dietrich, and they're going to talk to us about love as a verb, and we're going to get some great insight from Doris's research when she asked people, what does that mean, love as a verb? Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard? Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mom. 
Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly on Motherhood Talk Radio. And our guests today are Lisa Dietrich and Doris Rivas Brecky. And we're going to be talking about the statement "Love is a verb." And I just think that's such a great, it's such a great thought-provoking statement because when we think of love, we go, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, and we tell our girlfriends that, we tell our kids that, we tell our husbands that, we tell our dogs that, and then we use it just in such such a quick way um, that sometimes it loses its meaning. And I know recently uh, somebody that I had been seeing said to me, he's like, well, I love you, and I thought, do you love me as a friend? Do you love me as a girlfriend? How do you love me? Are you just saying that? What do you, what do you mean? Love me? Yeah. How do you love you know, about me? Do you, do you know enough about me to love me? You know, do you love me in the healthy way or the unhealthy <laughs> way? You know, all this stuff is like flipping through my head because we use that word is so overused, but yet it's one of the most powerful words in the English language. And Doris, you did something really interesting this week with the statement "love is a verb." Can you share that with our listeners? Yes, I can, uh, but can I uh, just say something first sure. about just love being a verb? I want to, I want to, you know, kind of put myself in the teacher role for a moment, and then I'll go I into listen. my. Not for Thank long, you. but I will listen. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> anyway, just to uh, get everybody on the right track as to love as a verb. Okay, first of all, you know what is a verb? A verb is action. It's a state of being. Now, then, what is love? Okay, we know that's a difficult question, as you just made that very obvious. Someone said, love is friendship set on fire. I love that. Or how about this definition? Love is a sensation that magically generates when Mr. and Mrs. Wright appears. Isn't that graphic? So, that anyway. is. I was I know. just dumped from love is a verb thinking could it be an adverb, but we won't go there. Go ahead. No, I didn't do that part. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, now to my research, uh, this, this was really, this was profound, but it was also fun. What I did was it just came to me to send a mass email to my circle of friends to ask them their thoughts on what the statement love is a verb means to them. And I didn't really think that a whole lot of people would respond, but guess what? A lot of people did respond, which really touched my heart. So anyway, I'm going to uh, bring up some of their statements throughout the show, if you don't mind. Uh, no, but no, no. I want I want to uh, say hi to Lisa, my partner in arms today. Hi, Doris. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. I am doing great. I'm here with my husband, who I haven't seen for six weeks, and we're enjoying our Valentine's Day together. Aw, right on. Okay, well, anyway, here's my first. Uh, this is a, a statement from a dear friend, a missionary friend in Europe, and she says, she's responding to what the statement is, love is a verb. She says that the first thing I thought of is that love is not just one verb, but many, as is described by Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And that says, love is described as being the following, patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, is not proud, not rude or self-seeking, not easily... Is that easily where the in- greeting cards get that from? Maybe. 
Maybe. I mean, I see who knows? Love is kind, love is patient. You, know, you see it on T-shirts and cards. Exactly. They rip that off from the Bible. It's in your vows. <laughs> And it, it, but you yeah. know what a great what a great place mm-hmm. to reference you know about love the Bible would you say Lisa? Absolutely. The ethic the Bible says God is love, so it's it's all about love with God. As a matter of fact, this person that I was just quoting, she says God equals love, and this is from you know what she, her thoughts were. So you were right on on that, Lisa. Yep. It's a great, great place to go on this day as well. And as far as the uh, Corinthians passage, the best, um, the way it ends is the greatest of these is love. We've got faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So this is a great way to start off. Yeah, See, now I've yeah. got to jump in here, girls, because what I'm realizing, obviously I'm not a Bible scholar, but I'm like, all these love songs rip off these phrases. You know, there's all this marketing They've totally ripped off the Bible. When somebody prints the Bible, does anybody know who gets the royalties? Because we're not paying God. Yeah, where and, does all that money go And they're to? using all this stuff from the Bible like it's public domain use software. Wow. <laughs> Only you would think of something like that, Sandra. It's God's gift to us, so we get to use it. Yeah, but we'll get some profit from it. I know. we got to know who profit. It's totally anywhere, Sandra. You can use it all you like. <laughs> we can use it. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to have to stick Bible passages, just change two words, and then call it my own, because that's what it seems people do, and then profit from it. It's a great idea. Isn't that a great idea? Okay, so back to love as a verb. Okay, so, uh, I mean, I know I'm a guest today, but if anybody's heard some of the past shows that I do with my news you can use moment, People know that I'm into trivia, so I had to find out what the origins of Valentine's Day, where, you know, where did it come from? So I had to do some research on that, Sandra, as you know, and no, I didn't get it from ABC News, World News, (laughs) before you even said anything. So anyway, if I can just say that uh, this is what I found out about Valentine's Day, which I kind of knew, but not as in-depth as I, uh, you know, found out, but Valentine's Day is uh, actually, uh, ironically, it comes from early Christian martyrs. Really? Yes, that exa- I mean, I would just went, are you kidding me? So there was no romantic connotations linked to this uh, uh, day until the 14th century when uh, finally the first recorded association of Valentine's Day uh, as being romantic love was by uh, an author named uh, Geoffrey Associate. In 1382, he wrote, and this is uh, the first quote that has to do with love and Valentine. For this was Valentine's Day when every bird cometh there to choose his mate. And the poem was written to honor the first anniversary of the engagement of King Richard II of England to Anne of Bohemia. And they were only 15 years old. Ooh. (laughs) But, you know, but in those days, I mean, you know, historically, that, that was not... Uh, I mean, it, that was normal. So anyway, uh, fast forward to the 19th century, and that's when handwritten notes started showing up in mass and greeting cards, 19th century. And that's where we get the, valen- the current Valentine's Day, like, fervor of cards like Christie's husband didn't buy. <laughs> that's <okay. laughs> I heard that. I was like, oh, my gosh, poor man. <laughs> well, you know, to but, go on and- the whole, like, marketing thing with this stuff, 
it's like Christianity does a really good job marketing their holidays. I got to tell you, you know, from from being from a family where people are Jewish, Christian, and Muslim now. Christians have more fun. I mean, we got Santa Claus, Aww. we got the Easter Bunny, we got Valentine's Day, which you said has Christian roots. Cupid, Cupid. we got Cupid. Yeah, I mean, we, they just they just really do a good job marketing their holidays. Right on, excellent. That's the reason everyone should be a Christian because you have more fun. Aww. We always think about like when I celebrate the Jewish side of my family. You know, we have the Day of Atonement. You know, and you fast. <laughs> That's not fun. We want chocolate bunnies, diamonds, we want candy canes. <laughs> It's all in the marketing. Right and pork. <laughs> pork. It's all in the marketing. We're going to okay, get a lot of well, this week, I can tell. I have um, a really nice statement from a man that answered my email. You know, it, it seems to me that it's always easier for women to talk about love and so forth, but this is from one of actually one of our past guests on our uh, sister uh, program Military Mom Talk Radio. Sandra Jeff Senor, the captain. Oh yeah. South- yes, the captain from Southwest Airlines and the creator of the rock band CTS, which stands for Considered the Source. He answered my email, and can I read what he said? It's really yeah, profound. Sure. It's very very profound. Jeff said, "I like that love is a verb." So many times we use the word love so loosely, and I especially see it in the younger generation today. To me, love is one of the most powerful words or verbs we have in our language. It is a word that can affect so many lives and change so many things, good or bad. It seems we use it often as a noun or a thing, but when you think deeply about it, love is expressed in our actions, how we treat each other, and in the end, how we have helped shape others through our actions. We can tell someone we love them, but in the end, it's truly about what we do, actions, to earn and keep their love. Just like in a relationship, if we don't constantly strive towards a servant's heart to our loved one, we will eventually lose that person. In a world of what are you, go- what are you going to do for me or we would just... Uh, or or if we would just change our thinking to what can I do for this person I love, I think the world would be a lot better place and turn a little easier. That was from Jeff. What do you think? Uh, that's great. That is. That is amazing. You guys, i got to take us to commercial break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Christy Holly, who's making fun of me as she eats the holiday heart cookie I'm I gave her. I'm celebrating. I know, and you got mad at me for chewing on the air. I well, don't think anybody I'm, heard I'm, me. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're talking about love today, the many forms of love, whether it's the love for your girlfriend. Right, right, right. The love for your kids, love for your dogs, love for your family, love (laughs) for your mate, all those good kinds of love, and how love is a verb, and we have to be doing things in the action of love. And I can tell you, when you have a baby, you learn this firsthand, because that thing just doesn't give much back, and you've got to take care of it. The more you take care of it, the more you love it. It works. Love is a verb. Check it out. We will be back from the break. We're halfway through our show. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Doris and Lisa, and I will continue to talk about the great rip-off of the Bible. On Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. You're going to be, you're going to be bad, you're going to be born, you're going to be bad. 
gotta be wiser. You gotta be hard. You gotta be tough. You gotta be stronger. You gotta be cool. You gotta be calm. You gotta stay together. All I know, all I know, love will save the day. It's filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, trying to keep your head up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, you mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Fairy Lights Holly, who blew us off last week, but we're sure happy to have her back, and we want to thank Robin Boyd for filling in last week along with joining us uh, opening segment. My goal, for those of you that don't know, is to work us up to having 10 people on the show. <laughs> Who else can we get? How many people can we get on the show in one hour and still run a clear and cogent show? I think we're doing a pretty good job. So far, so good. So far, so good. Okay, so we're talking about love today. Love is a verb. Love is... Uh, what happens to us, I believe, the more we do care and show ourselves to another person. I think love forms when we take an active involvement in something or someone. I don't believe that it just strikes you out of the blue. I think for really true love to grow, you have to work at it, and you have to work at it consistently. And, you know, for someone who has failed at marriage but gone on, I know it's not hard. Like, yeah. Well, but you know what? Know you learn that. a lot. Through, you learn more through your failures than you do through your successes. You're yes. correct. Yeah. You know, and even though true. I'm going to go on record for saying I did everything possible, I knew how to do at the time, you know, to save my marriage, to create a wonderful, fulfilling life for the two of us, and it didn't work out, um, I carry those lessons on with me, and I realized when I look back at, you know, my marriage and realize one person cannot make a marriage. That's and right. That's it's got to come from both parties, and both people have to be active in the process of love. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yep. because without it, you die. You wilt on the vine. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And now, you know, in any relationship, it needs to be a healthy relationship with both people committed to the love. Right, and I think mm-hmm. fidelity is very important. You know, I hear some people say, oh, we have an open marriage, and I just oh, look at them like, no. you're a nut job. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I try not to judge. You even know how man, that would be possible. Uh, it's not. 
It's not, I don't think. And, you know, I think you have to have fidelity. I think you have to have honesty. You have to have truth. Um, and then you have to do for each other on a regular basis. And I think the whole keeping score thing, when I see the 50-50, you know, I see some of my single girlfriends go, well, I've checked and he's texted me 12 times and I texted him 10 and, you know, it's not even. And I'm like, it's never even. I think you got to do 150, 150 each. Yes, I agree with you. Now you guys are successful. There's a little passage in 1 Corinthians about that too. <laughs> Love doesn't keep score. <laughs> well, oh, see, right. we're ripping yeah. off the Bible again. We're just not giving it credit. <laughs> we didn't even know we were ripping the Bible <laughs> off. I know. I know. Oh, we're stuff quick. in there. <laughs> Great idea. So, Lisa, what do you think is the key to your successful marriage? You're going on how many years? Actually, we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. Ah, so. right on. Right on. You were talking about Valentine's stories. Al actually proposed to me on Valentine's Day. <gasps> what? So he's that romantic. So cool. He is. <laughs> so that was my best Valentine's Day. Um, some of the secrets, um, I think it's, you know, uh, choosing to love even there are times when both of us would admit we maybe don't like each other so much. But we choose to love, and that's where the verb part comes in. It's a choice that we make every day. And yeah. we know that we're going to get through these rough times, and they'll get better. And, um, you know, even even um, statistics show that out. The couples that, you know, even when they go through rocky times in their marriage, if they choose to stick together and stick it out and love each other, um, things get much better afterwards. And, again, this isn't a healthy marriage, not one where there's infidelity or abuse or addiction or something like that going on. So, um, you know, it's, it's just making that choice. I'm going to love this person, even if I don't feel like it today. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, and do what I can. And, and there's so many things that come along with the love. Like you were saying, there's so many actions that go along with that. But if you make that choice just to love and to forgive and to move forward, that, um, you know, things do get better. And we all do grow, and, and I'm so thankful that Al has also made that choice with me because I know there are times that, you know, I've done things and said things that, you know, probably weren't all that great. So he goes both ways. It really does. And uh, just real quick, I need to throw something in here. The love is a verb. Um, you know, Doris and I were talking about how we were going to approach love, and that's actually a song by a band called DC Talk, Love is a Verb, and it's, it's a really good rock song. But, um, you know, there's so much to that, and like we're talking about so many actions and all that. Um, but I had to give credit to DC Talk for actually coming up with a song called that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so moving right along. Well, I I also wanted to say again that uh, because we're talking, I don't know if anybody can hear this, but do you see how we're talking about action? Love is action if you want to keep it going. And one of the things that I found out in my research, too, these are psychologists talking about love as a verb, is that if you want to change a particular habit, and this is like any habit, it takes about 21 days to change a habit. And you can do this with your marriage. Like if something keeps occurring that maybe is rubbing the other person the wrong way, that you can actually talk about it and for 21 days or more try to work on that habit to change it. And these things actually work. And I was like, why would somebody have told me that when I was married? Now, Doris, how long were you married? Well, had my husband lived, we were just going on our 25th year. Oh, wow. 
And wow, then we have, so we got some seasoned, loving professionals on the line here today. We do. Yeah. I know I'd be the one that brings the curve down. <laughs> we'll crash and burn sand. Oh, that's, that's not your fault. No, no. And the thing is, you know, love is what love is, and we choose yeah. to love. And right. it truly is a choice. I think, you know, when I hear these kids that say, oh, you know, I just fell in love with them, I couldn't help myself, it is a choice. It is a choice mm-hmm. to a point. Right. Right. Don't you agree? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, but I think, you know, because the whole point is in the beginning, it's all fun. It's easy. You know, and, and it's exciting and, you know, it's it's dates and good stuff. And, you know, it's when we get to really know that person. I think that's, Lisa, what you were alluding to. When we get up in the morning and go, wow, you're not clean, you're not shaven, you're kind of fat and getting older, <laughs> and do I choose to love you or do I turn you in for a newer model? <laughs> and, you know, but those are choices we make every day. We make choices to love our friends when they hurt us, when they let us down. We make choices to forgive our family and friends and our mates when they make mistakes. We have to be forgiven on our own thing. At that point, love becomes real and love becomes a choice, I think. Right. I totally uh, agree, Sandra. Well, well when are you laughing at me? Because I said the whole thing, <laughs> you're fat and old. Yes. Like, uh, you just couldn't get me on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope that my husband doesn't think those things like, uh, you know. But they don't matter. That's my point. I know, but when you say that, it's like, jeez. <laughs> oh, funny. come on. You have never looked at someone that you were originally head over heels in love with and and notated in your head the changes that have happened over time. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe not as harsh as me. <laughs> I only, well, seeing I wasn't in love with him, so I can't even say, like, not with Greg, no, you know, like, yeah. anything, and he's changed, he's gone from, like, he was chunky and then he was thin and then, like, you know, he's gone back and forth, and, and frankly, it, like, it never, none of that ever mattered to me, you know. Well, you did I, it right. You got it right the first time. And I only, you know, see him for him. I don't see any of the other, like, you know, not shaven face, you know. But you know, in the beginning, when you're so into somebody, you're like, you know, they look so handsome sitting across the table from you, you know, you're, because you don't know them that well, so all you right. have is the physicality. Right. But all right. that seems to, like, melt away. I think, after a point. And that's when you make that, I believe, you make that active choice to love. Yeah. Some of it exactly. melts away. Not, you know, yeah. like some things where you go like, okay, that little behavior or that <laughs> OCD thing is not that cute anymore. You know, no one needs to be that organized. <laughs> oh, come okay. on. He alphabetizes his tools, and that's uh, really cool. Well, he's and he labels everything, and that's great. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean, but it is a choice, you know, and it's yeah. a, and that kind of goes along with love as a verb because, you know, in order to do things, we have to make the choice to do things. We don't just react, you know, we're not amoebas that got poked with a stick, you know, we're thinking, <laughs> feeling human beings that make that decision every day to choose to love this person. You're right. You're right. Now, what do you guys do, and, and what does the Bible say? We're going to throw it all back oh, no. on you two experts. Um, when you... Choose to love the unlovable. You know, when your family member does something that's so egregiously wrong, either in their personal life or illegal or immoral or unethical, you don't like the behavior that that person did, 
how do you separate that from love being a verb going i don't like what you did but i still like you or i i think that's really that's hard a good question because there's the people that commit like crazy serious crimes or murders or you know whether it be a murder or child molestation like those mothers like how do you still love someone after that Mm. you know that's a great question (laughs) and and you know it all gets back to the root where god loved us even before we even knew him and we were doing all kinds of heinous things and um, you know, he wants us to love love like he did. That doesn't mean we have to accept all the behaviors that people do. And, at, you know, at the risk of sounding judgmental, I mean, on an everyday basis, we do. We we look at the behaviors of others and go, ooh, I wouldn't do that. Um, but when we look a little deeper into people, um, whatever reasons they have for doing what they did, they have the same basic needs that the rest of us do. We all need to be loved. And quite often, it, you know, these things arise, these kind of bad behaviors arise, arise because the people, maybe they grew up with no love or they grew right. up with a very twisted sort of relationships where they really don't understand what love is. Right. And, um, you know, if we can get past the behavior and get past a, a very messed up person, there's a very broken person inside there that just wants to be loved and to, to know how to love properly, um, and they just don't know how. And, you know, it's very sad, especially in the world in the world we live in today, where people are more focused on loving things and using people as opposed to loving people and using things. And that's just, um, you know, the very crux of some of the problems of human nature and human relations, where um, we're more focused on our things and not on people. And when you talk about making the choice to love, it's not just, you know, it's, Sometimes it's more difficult to love the person you wake up next to every morning for 25 years. But really what we need to be doing every morning is choosing to love all people in a way that we can even smile at somebody or just be kind to somebody or open a door. Like you're saying, love is gentle, love is kind, love doesn't seek out its own. Um, We can extend that love to our circle around us and just spread that love around to all the people we come in contact with. And it's very easy to do. It's just setting your heart and your mind to the point that I'm going to love these people. Right. Even if they cut me off in traffic or even if they, you know, <laughs> cut in front of me in line. Or... Will you love right. me if I cut you off because we've got to go to commercial break? Because we've got to go to commercial break. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host along with Christy Holly, Doris Rivas Brecky, our guest Lisa Dietrich. Uh, we'll be back after the break. For those of you who are just joining us, we're talking about love as a verb and all the different things you need to know on this Valentine's Day about love. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes,
Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. (laughs) Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here today with Christy Holly on Motherhood Talk Radio, along with Doris Rivas Brecky and... Lisa Dietrich, and I've been teasing these girls, I tease them all the time about, you know, being their Bible scholars, because I can't even read the darn thing, um, but I do have to say, I don't understand it half the time, I, I don't either, I call Lisa and say, Lisa, I don't understand this, what does this mean, she's always Johnny on the spot, you know, I ask Doris, do you have a passage for this, and whatever I'm working on, and again, Johnny on the spot, you know, these women, i got to give them clout, you know, even though I, I tease them all the time um, about you my do. favorite parathumper. But they really do know their stuff. And Aww. so I just want to put that out there that I am really proud of you guys because anybody who's an expert in the Bible, which is something that I particularly have a difficulty understanding, it really, really just, um, you know, earns my respect. So. And what about you? Well, I get my daily, my daily Bible verse on my phone and. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. and I forward them to you yes. sometimes. <laughs> but, oh, like, what does this mean? And then sometimes <laughs> I'm like, holy moly, what? I'm like, I better close that because I just don't know what some of this stuff is. I don't, even, I don't know. I don't know what it means. No, it's like throwing a worm like, send into me a... another one. Send <laughs> another one. Send like, another one. Throwing a worm into a bucket of Kool-Aid <laughs> hoping to catch a fish. You're just not <laughs> going to get me on this one. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have another one. Another quote that I think is fitting for what we're talking about right now, and this is uh, Matthew 6, uh, verse 21, or, yeah, uh, for where your treasure is, there, we're, we're, there will your Sorry, heart be no also. no whatsoever. Go ahead. <laughs> for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I think that's really profound. Anyway, I wanted to read another one of my... Wait, Doris, uh, we got to go back to that one, because Christy okay. and I just looked at each other going, wherever your treasure is, what? For where, for where your treasure is, meaning like your love, oh. there, there will your heart be also. Not your treasure of gold. Oh, well, I was confused. I'm sorry. You know, this stuff can be interpreted many different ways. Of course. Absolutely. You're right. It can be interpreted many different ways. But um, 
that one just really touched me because of, you know, what we're talking about. So, See, but that's well, where, like, these passages need explanation. Well, the key to that is to, um, you know, it's good to read a verse every day or, you know, pull verses out, but it, they, they, their interpretation is within the context. And, um, you know, that's a great passage in Matthew. And what Jesus was saying was that whatever is most important to you, that's what you're going to be focused on. That's where you're going to be placing your love. Yes. And it gets back to, you know, your treasure. Is your treasure in your stuff, which will, you know, rot away and, and be no good and be without value? Or is it in, you know, people and in, and in things that don't just fade away and, and rot away? And, so uh, you're talking so, about, like, in the business world, we talk about setting our intentions. So if you set your intentions that you're going to be wealthy, you know, you probably will use all your energies and manifestations on creating wealth. If you set your intentions on a great family life, you probably will end up with whatever you set your intentions on. Is, is that what we're talking about? It is. It is. Yes. And, you know, and um, Jesus was once asked, what's the greatest commandment? Because we hear about the Ten Commandments. What, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus, it was very simple. He said, first of all, love God more than anything else. And then secondly, yeah. love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So if we don't love everyone around us as much as we love ourselves, the rest of it will come into place. Yeah. That could be a two-way street, though. You know, when you've yeah. got people that don't love themselves, they don't even know where to begin in loving themselves. I mean, again, that's where some of this stuff is so confusing because it has presumptions of, like, if you love everyone like you love yourself, that assumes you love yourself. And I got to news for you guys. Most of the people I know struggle with that basic concept. Um, yeah, but they're not out to destroy themselves either. Um, That's you know, true. We, we, we could discuss that some more. I think it's kind of maybe another show. But, <laughs> again, setting, setting our – finding out what real love is in the first place because it sounds like, you know, um, sometimes people kind of have a different opinion or, or understanding of what love is. That's why we're talking about love being a verb and acting on, you know, if you see somebody in need, acting on that need and helping them without even thinking about what it's going to, you know, what implications it could have for you, um, that's just a basic understanding of love or a basic definition of love. Right. And, um, you know, with somebody that, you know, may struggle with um, how they feel about themselves and yet they get up and brush their teeth in the morning, they do take care of themselves. So there, there is a basic understanding there. It's just... Um, it gets deeper than that. <laughs> well, and don't you think faith, when you have faith, it helps you struggle? It helps you in your struggle with some of those demons to love and accept yourself. Do you right. think that's, yeah, I know, I blew yeah. that one, but. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying. Like you guys agree? Earlier, well, like I was saying earlier, you know, we're all broken in one way or another. And, and you know, God's God sent Jesus here to help fix us and, you know, and to, to bring us into a place where we can be restored and, and, you know, put back together again. And, um, you know, we, we want to kind of look towards him to teach us how to love like that. Right. And teach us how to love ourselves and to, um, and therefore, you know, to be able to love others. That's that was great, Lisa. That was really good. Yeah. Hey, um, Doris, what, what did some of the other people say? I'm curious. Well, I just started to, uh, say one and this, this one actually uh, is really good because she's a mother like you guys. Uh, she's my close friend, but she is a mother. And she says her name's Sarah Jennings, and she said, 
Love is a verb because in action, one discovers the feelings of another. We often say, show me, or actions speak louder than words. What do we mean by that? I would rather have my son walk over to me and just give me a hug, a smile, or a wink than a quick word. Gestures, acts of kindness, physical moves that display support or empathy are all acts of love. Doing something for someone is a display of feeling. Actions take us out of ourselves out of our heads, and bring us closer. The act of reaching out displays a desire to love. You can't get or give a hug if your arms are crossed. Now, is that profound or what? Oh, Isn't it? And then she Mm -hmm. says, with lots of love to you, Doris, I celebrate Valentine's Day as a birth of my one and only precious son and the love of the man who is his father. I will also remember the beloved members of my first nuclear family who are all now joined in heaven, my father, sister, and now my mother. Have a wonderful show and feel my big hug to you across the miles and the airwaves. Is that sweet or what? That is, but we will accept those words. Even though they're not action, we will accept those words. (laughs) (laughs) So... You know, when we talk about, you know, words and stuff, you're right. It's like words fall flat if there's no actions to support them or if the actions are actual opposite. I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. Meanwhile, you know, they're talking trash about you behind your back (laughs) or making fun of you. You know, we've all experienced that as moms and women, even, you know, like the witches that go to my son's elementary school. Yes. (laughs) They're really good at that. The hi, 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 you should come to our Bible study. And then you turn around and there's like four knives in your back. I'm like, how did that happen? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so but it is hard to know whether to to listen to the words and then sometimes the actions don't match the words and then that's even more confusing especially when you're new to love. Very true, and that, and that's why we we need to look at the actions of people. I mean, as much as you know, the, the uh, talk lately has been about not judging, and I, I'm not going to judge somebody and say, "Oh, you're going to go to hell for that." But it's more I will. like, no, sorry, you know, looking looking at the actions of a person and saying either it, this is a good action or not a good action. I mean, everybody is known, or if you say judged, by the things they do. Right, it's just human nature, and right. so. Um, you know, we can't, um, we have to look at the actions that go along with it. We can't just listen to the words. Well, and I love they, that. Have to be there. I think, Lisa, you, you know, you, you said a quick little aside. You said people are known for what they do. You know, we're so hesitant these days because everything's about non-judgment, non-judgment, don't judge, don't judge. But then, you know, you're acting people to be an idiot and for not looking at what their eyes see. And I love that word, like people are known for what they do. They're known by their actions. You know, that doesn't mean we're judging somebody because we look at their actions and say that wouldn't work for me and I don't want to be around a person who does these actions. That's not being judgmental. That's just being smart. Yeah. But when right. we take the pejorativeness out of the word judgmental and we say, well, that's what these people are known for, now we're free to exercise our free will to say, I want to be around that person or not. Exactly. And I think the languaging, the words we choose, really make a difference in how how we choose our freedom or choose to execute our freedoms of choice. 
Because right. with that whole, you know, like, don't judge people, don't judge people, so we should let, you know, a convicted felon into our house and let me throw my diamond ring on the table because I'm not judgmental. <laughs> right. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, the, the logical end of that thought is, is really ridiculous, <laughs> quite honestly. Well, it's true, but, you know, we, and, and I know I've been been subject to that, where I really try to, you know, be nice to somebody because I don't want to seem like I'm judgmental, and then I don't trust what I see, and I don't trust what they're doing, and then I'm like, well, I can't be judgmental and judge them on this, and I'm like, yes, my God, can. I can. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. I'm sorry. But well, and, and here's where love comes in. I can choose to love that person anyway. And, and this is where, as a Christian, we get bashed all the time for being judgmental and, and down on everybody. And, and you know, at this, but the opposite is really true because we understand that we all have our faults, we all have our sins. And yet, if I can see through that person's, uh, you know, decisions they're making in life and see there's a person that needs love in there and that I'm going to choose right. to love that person with boundaries. Because maybe the convicted felon, I can choose to love them, but at arm's length so that I don't become their victim. Right. Um, <laughs> um, or I, um, then, you know, we can, we can begin to ha- make a difference in their lives and, and help teach them in a very gentle and loving way um, maybe why it's not a good idea to, to do the things they're doing and why, it, you know, it makes for a better life to make other choices. Right. Well, and Lisa, thank God you endure us our round, because Christy and I are like, I can't do that. I can't do that. We'll try. I'm going to love them quietly. <laughs> yes, I'll love them from a distance. <laughs> it does but, take but practice. Right. I mean, the intention there is, is, is good, and you know, but we still want to honor our own decisions and our yeah. own choices and our own free will. My name is Sandra Beck. This is our love show on Valentine's Day <laughs> 2012 with my lovely cohort, Christy Holly. I want to thank uh, Robin Boyd for joining us first segment. For those of you that missed it, check us out on iTunes. Check us out on TogiNet or Motherhood Talk Radio. And I want to thank Lisa Dietrich and Doris Rivas Brecky for bringing us a different perspective on Valentine's Day. We didn't really talk about love and relationships. We talked more about love as a verb. We backed it up with some nifty Bible passages. And oh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk.